guys, my name is Rodney Kombe and I welcome everyone who's listening to my podcast to Unscripted. I'm super excited about this year because Unscripted will be running because we strongly believe that every person has a story to tell. And so on this podcast, we invite different people from different backgrounds who come here and just share their stories. We strongly believe that once these stories are told in a very pragmatic and unscripted manner, that can strongly and consequently have a positive impact on the people that can resonate with that particular story. So my guest today is Miriam Kombe, and I'm super excited about hosting her on this podcast because I know that once she tells her story, it's something that can go greatly uh, be of, of, of help to all of us. So Miriam, welcome to Unscripted. Uh, thank you so much for having me and hosting me. And happy it's new year to all the listeners. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so, Miriam, um, I'm going to have to ask you a question. I need to know who is Miriam? No, <laughs> thank you once again. So, Miriam, Miriam Kombe is a lady of age 25, born and bred in Mansa, Wapula. So I'm born in a family of 11. I'm number four. I guess at this point, I wonder in 11. Yeah. Story of another day. 11 from different mothers. Oh. So I did my... I did my primary school. I started my grade one to grade five at Praise Christian School. Then I later went for grade six to grade seven at Chica Primary School in Mansa. From there, I proceeded to do my secondary education in Kawambo, St. Mary's Girls Secondary School. Then from there, I did my grade 10 to, eight, grade 10 to 12 at Meboshō Memorial Secondary School in Ibereshi, Kawamba District. That's, For, that's, that's Go on, go on. Part of my tertiary education, I did a skill course in Kazembe, Wapula. Which is, I did a skill course in agriculture, in agriculture, specifically agriculture general. It was a short course. Then from there, I proceeded to do another course, tertiary education, in health, specifically environmental health technology, and obtained a diploma. Wow, thank you so much for running us through that interesting uh, background that you have. It's something that is so interesting because I'm seeing a mix of you having obtained some knowledge in the agro uh, sector as well as you know the health sector so this is this is something that is huge and i'm sure that once you tell your story in this pragmatic manner uh, it can greatly benefit the different people that may be coming from the different sectors that you've uh, itemized so i'm going to ask you a very interesting question i need to know all the people that are listening to this podcast need to know who what makes you unique as a person, Miriam? You've told us who Miriam is, but then what makes you unique as a person? What makes me unique and stand out out of 100 many people is that I'm able to adapt to any kind of environment. And you know, as a lady, it's, it's not easy for a lady to adapt to any kind of environment. But for me, I find it very easy to adapt in any situation and any kind of environment, climate, depends to climate or anything that's 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 nice that's nice and 
this reminds me of, of, of Charles Darwin. He talked about natural selection and natural selection is essentially relating to you know people being able to adapt. We talk about it from the casual sense. We say only the strong survive. So in in his uh, postulation of natural selection, he was actually bringing to light the principles to do with adaptation and he consequently said you know the people that are able to thrive and also maybe animals that are able to thrive in a particular environment are those that are highly adaptable so that being a unique trait that you have i think is something that you know is is important and i'm happy to note that you are very adaptable and that's something that you hold dearly so at this particular point we're going to delve into the serious business so you need now to tell me um, your story your unscripted story so we need to know where it all began and this is something that we strongly uh, treasure as unscripted and so let's hear it oh wow actually i've got a lot of stories to tell but today i choose to tell this story because i know it's going to motivate someone someone outside there who's been who, who's been struggling or who is struggling like me i was so I come from a family of entrepreneurs where we believe in entrepreneurship. My dad is a farmer and my mom's family are all entrepreneurs, but my mom was a nurse. But a combination of a nurse and an entrepreneur, <laughs> you know how powerful it can be. Yeah, that's true. So I first ventured into, I didn't first venture into this business. My dad, I first ventured into this business because it was a family business, but I wasn't interested at all. What, what <laughs> business are you doing actually? Are you able to share with us? I'll do that. I'll do that as we go on. Great. Yeah. So my dad being a farmer, he's been doing poultry farming for, for the rest of his life since I ever, since I ever existed on earth. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wasn't interested at any point. I wasn't so. Earlier on, I mentioned to say I did an, an agriculture skill. After I completed my education, my dad had to push me for that. He had to push me for that, but I wasn't passionate about it. I came to learn about it after I completed my other course. And I've been thinking after, I mean, upon completion, my upon completion and obtaining a diploma in environmental health, I came back home and had nothing to do. I was there, seated in my comfort zone. So I picked this thing. I picked this in agriculture thing. I had to look at it as an as an entrepreneur thing, which can bring money, which can give me money and push me to do something here and there. So when I began this whole thing. My dad was out and nobody was interested anymore. It was just left like that. So, so you're saying that your dad had uh, abandoned the whole poetry business, that you grew up knowing that that was his, you know, way of life, farming and doing the portrait business. So at the time that you're, you were starting, you're saying that no one was doing that like it had been abandoned. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, nobody was doing that. Oh, okay. So, awesome. <laughs> and bring it back to life okay yeah so upon so upon complete you know you coming back from college and completing graduating you'll be thinking of getting a job eh? and a, a, a paying job a good salary and all that good life 
unfortunately <laughs> it wasn't that way for me it was kind of difficult so i chose to revamp this business i didn't start with poultry farming i started with something else first i ventured into construction which was block making when i started at little capital specifically i owned at 1000 so i first bought six bags of cement i made some blocks pa, 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 pa. manually of course <laughs> then after that then i raised a little money to venture into poultry farming Okay, interesting. Interesting. So, from there, I I made those blocks. I sold. Then I made an uh, I made another bunch of blocks. I sold. Then from there, I was going to go and start the poultry farming business. So when I started my poultry farming business, I I didn't start from. I didn't start with a lot of beds. I only started with fifty beds, and you know. As a, as a beginner, it was kind of challenging. It was kind of challenging. Luckily, I had my dad to guide me while I was left out. So from there, I began with 50, with 50 beds. I sold out 50 beds and it gave me good money. From there again, uh, to purchase a lot in number this time around, I purchased 100 beds. And I'm still at 100 and I'm doing fine. I can't complain. Wow. That's a very, very prolific story that you have. I'm actually moved because um, when you told me that you're into poultry farming at the back of my mind, I was like, poultry farming is super, super, super expensive for one to actually even think of venturing into that. But then you're also telling me that you had little capital when you are in, uh, trying to venture into poultry farming. And so what you did was then uh, start with uh, block making. And I'm also surprised that you can actually start a business with a 1,000 kwacha and be able to grow it and also be able to do what you're doing right now. I think this is, this is, this is something that has challenged me as a person. And I'm sure most of the people out there that would think, you know, you need quite a lot of money for you to start a particular business can also be challenged by this story because you started with little and then you grew it over time and then also uh found yourself venturing into something that you had always wanted to do so this is this is this is this is challenging to me <laughs> actually i believe in the saying you start where you are so i couldn't wait i couldn't wait i had to start where i was with a 1000 and i kept on reinvesting the same money until i got where i am today just repeat that statement for me. I think it's very powerful and you need to emphasize that statement. <laughs> okay, let me emphasize on this. Um, I chose to start where I was because I believe in the saying, start where you are. I had no option but to start where I was. And you know, I couldn't just jump from where I was to into poetry. I decided to start with a little a little business which would cater for, for the money I had. Amazing, amazing. So Miriam, how has this business venture that you have undertaken gotten to help you as a person? Um, and also, how are you helping your family as well? Are you able to share that? Yeah. Um, I would say this business is helping me a lot. I'm learning a lot, actually. I'm beginning to develop 
a lot of love for birds. Sh- let me just say animals. Then this business is helping me, you know, coming from a large family, extended families. It's helping me to help my siblings, my my parents. You know, when you come back from college and people start expecting a lot from you and it's not good just being there in your comfort zone. They're expecting something from you. You're also expecting something from them. You have to provide the little you have to keep things moving and going. I love how you you're expressing yourself because you 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 are you're, you're bringing to life the realities of, of of life. You get what I mean. Many other times when most of us go to uni, you graduate and you you have this utopic idea of why you'd want to see yourself and you know the things that you'd be doing. But then reality is that not everything that we think you know would come our our way. Is, is, yeah. is ultimately what is going to become a reality when we maybe leave university and get into the real world. So mm-hmm. it was challenging, and I'm sure, just like you said. But then I'm happy that you've gotten to use those challenges or setbacks that you faced after leaving university, graduating, and then having no job. Um, you've, you've picked yourself together, starting somewhere, and you're doing something that is not only helping you, but it's also helping your family and you told me that you are coming from a very big family and i'm sure that responsibility is 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 quite great so you doing this this is something that i'm totally totally uh impressed and uh, with and also i'm sure the people that are listening to this podcast right now are being challenged and moved by how you've just been able to adapt mm-hmm. to this environment yes Yes, so continue with your story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so that so for, for I know for a lot of people who are going to come out of uni, colleges and all other things, just try something to do, especially youths. Don't just be seated there and think, no, I can't do this, I can't do that. You know, majority of the people they picture out agriculture as something of the old age. Eh? Yes. Majority People think agriculture is for the retirees, unless if you've got a lot of money, unless if you do this and that, no. Actually, you can pick something which can suit you and start, just start from where you are. You can start from where you are, wherever you are. Nice, 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 nice. You should leave that thing behind of saying, no, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this kind of job, unless a... Unless I put on the uniform and I go to work, no, just pick up anything. You know, people are, people outside there that are choosing. Yes. And I think it's a, it's a big challenge for most of us, you know, you don't want to get your hands dirty. And what no, I mean no. is, obviously, agriculture is, is something that people would think, you know, I mean, I trained to be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever. You know, I can't get my hands dirty and, and but you know, you're doing this and I'm sure this is something that is helping you. So currently with your business, um, do you have people that you're working with? You mentioned that your dad is there to give you guidance and counsel, but do you have people that you're working with, people that you have employed from, you know, you running your business and how do you see yourself also, you know, being able to, to, to what, what, what satisfaction does it bring to yourself to see to eat that you know maybe you have certain people that you're also helping as a result of your business 
Mm, apart from helping my family and other extended family members, I'm currently working with a young man who okay. is doing who is doing fine, and I would love I would love the young man to pick after me. Nice. Pick so that me, person yeah. works for you. Yeah, he works for me. Amazing, amazing. So you you've empowered yourself, and you've also been able to empower another person. And this is this is a challenge too to every one of us out there because I'm seeing a chain reaction here. You know, you're trying to push yourself but you're also uh, uh, pushing other people to become better and that's that's something that is amazing. So, um, are you able to tell us things that you're just generally passionate about? Mm, yeah. I'm passionate about a lot of things but I'm only going to pick a few. Okay. Yeah, so being in agriculture recently i i started this agriculture thing so i'm beginning to grow my passion about agriculture in general okay so i have to work hard to see things work for agriculture you, you have to put in a lot of a lot of work for the result to be seen whether you're, you're doing gardening poultry husbandry and other things you have to put in a lot of work then since I did a course in health, a course in health, specifically environmental health. Mm-hmm. Since I said the moment I started pursuing this course, I started being passionate about safety in workplaces. So I'm so okay. passionate, professionally, I'm passionate about that. Nice, nice, nice. I'm sure I would love to visit your, your you know, your poetry and, and and see how you are employing these safety measures. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. So, um, from these experiences, in fact, you are now telling us your story. How 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 does it feel you being able to tell your story on unscripted in such a pragmatic manner, like? how is the feeling you know what comes to you to to your mind as you be, as you express yourself telling us your story how how is this making you feel um i feel good i feel good like <laughs> i'm so happy about this and i know this story this story will get other will push other people to do something i know there are a lot of youths outside there who are lazing around who are thinking my dad would do this, my dad, my boyfriend would do this for me, I'll do this, I'll do that. So when they listen to this story, I believe I believe they're going to, to pick one or two things which are going to push them in life. And they look back, they look back on this story and they'll be like, oh, I listened to this lady once, this and this and that. Amazing, amazing. Trust me. Um I at the close of this podcast. If there's a talk, take home message that that I'll, I'll, I, I I have obtained from this uh, uh, interactive uh, segment that I'm having with you, is the fact that a person needs to start where they are. I think from your story, Miriam, this is this is my take home message. It has placed a very big challenge on me, and even when we end this segment, I'll critically begin to think about starting where I am. And I'm sure the people that will also get the privilege or chance or opportunity to listen to this uh, podcast will also be challenged about your story, which is essentially preaching about starting where you are. Do you have any last words to our listeners out there? And then, you know, maybe something that you can also share in terms of where you see yourself in the next, you know, few years to come. 
Um, just to add on, on what I've been saying, especially on the ladies' part, girl, girl childs, you have to push yourself to see things work out. You know, for us ladies, there are a lot of restrictions, like, no, a lady is supposed to be in the kitchen, a lady is supposed to do this and that, a lady this and that, but for now, this generation, the ladies, no, the, the ladies' place is no longer in the kitchen, but the ladies should be there outside chasing the bag of money, you know? So, <clears throat> since I ventured into this business and I'm beginning to love it, I see, my, I see myself employing a lot of people, educating a lot of people, but not now, the result may not come now, but maybe three, not even three, maybe five to 10 years. It's a long time, long term process. It's a long term process. I see myself having a big farm, doing other part of agriculture, you know? So um, I'm working on that as soon as I get a lot of money from what I'm doing, as soon as God is giving us more days on it. So. Amazing. I'm looking forward to that. I'm delighted to hear that. Do you have any last words for us? Yeah. So I would, I would just love to encourage the youth outside there to to learn some entrepreneurship skills. Because when you get out of uni, it's not easy, guys. And you be there dreaming. I'll get I'll get my dream job. I'll do this. I'll do that. But to some extent, you need to push yourself. We need to do something about it. Don't just be lazing around and sit in your comfort zone, thinking the government will do everything for you. No, you need to put in a little, a little efforts to see things moving. Amazing, amazing. Otherwise, thank you so much, Miriam, for having made uh, time to feature on today's um, segment of Unscripted. This has been your host Rodney Kombe and from me till next time thank you so much Miriam bye bye thank you